another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, January the 25th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life and God's grace and God's goodness, God's beauty surrounding you today. Thanks for being present today and breaking open God's word with me on what is another feast day. So yesterday we celebrated the feast of St. Francis de Sales, a bishop and doctor of the church. That's a big feast day. But today is a big feast day, capital B, capital F. Today, we celebrate the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. It was on this day back in 1959. Now, what is that? What was it? 63 years ago, before I was a twinkle in my father's eye, um, that Pope John XXIII called for the Second Vatican Council. Uh, This is a big feast day because it, it, brothers and sisters, changed your life and it changed mine. It's so good and we're going to talk about it. It's so good. So, uh, normally we would be finishing up Mark chapter 3 today. Um, We're not going to do that today because on big feast days like this, the gospel changes. So we are going to go ahead to virtually the end of Mark. Uh, this is almost the, the last uh, statement of Jesus. Basically, he ascends after this, and that's it. So it's Mark 16, verses 15 to 18, okay? So if you want to follow along, Mark 16, verses 15 to 18. Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love that gospel. Um, Parts of it I'm confused by. I, I, I don't understand the picking up serpents with their hands, like, you know, okay, we're going to get bit and everything's all good. Um yeah, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not going to be rolling down that road, you know, checking that one out and drinking any deadly thing that will not harm them. I, again, I'm not sure. Remember, Mark is not just writing this for you and I in the year 2022. He's writing it for an audience then. And so clearly some things were happening that maybe we and many scripture scholars don't have an understanding of that I suspect things like that spoke to. But I love the other parts. These signs will accompany those who believe. That's you and me. They will drive out demons. We've talked about that before, right? We all carry our personal demons, every one of us, our own addictions. To be human, to be alive, is to be addicted. The question is, what is it? I mean, we think of addiction, we might think of the big, hot, and heavy ones, you know? I'm addicted to uh, drugs or alcohol or, or pornography or, or gambling or, or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, those are real. Those are real. And they, and they ruin people's lives. 
We're all addicted to things. And so many of those we can cover with our own masks, right? But brothers and sisters, when we attach ourselves, if I can use that word, when we open ourselves, maybe that's a better one, to the one who is life itself, uh, we stop seeking for life in these other places. You know? Um, it, 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 that's what we do with our addictions. We seek for life in a place that can't give us life. And so then we seek more of it there and seek more of it there and seek more of it there. And it simply cannot fulfill the promise. Um, and, uh, and, and, and we get the chance, my friends, to walk with people, not to shame them, not to guilt them in the midst of holding a mirror up to these things, but we get to love them in the midst of that and say, let me, let me show you a way out of that. Because let me show you what life comes from, truly. Um, we speak new languages. Brothers and sisters, you and I have a language. You have a language that is specifically yours, that you are called to speak. And other people speak a dialect of that. Now, maybe many of us don't. And unfortunately, sometimes people will, will mock you and I about that and say, what are you talking about? But brothers and sisters, we've been given a language to speak. And brothers and sisters, we are called to proclaim that language. And you know when I say this that I'm not just talking about words, although I am that too. That who we are is a language that we speak and we are created in God's image. And God is unbelievably creative. If you don't think so, well, of course you do. But, but if we forget, let, let me say it that way. If we forget, simply walk through a forest, walk through a field of wildflowers, whatever it is, walk amongst a crowd in a large city and see the multi-layer you know, layer of, of, of diversity that God brings in, in terms of, of the, the look and the beauty and the feel and the smell and the, and the height and the depth and the, and the whatever it is. Brothers and sisters, you've been given a language and you are called to speak in that language. And we are called to lay hands on the sick. Now, again, I've never been given the, and I, and I do believe in it, that there are those who are, are um, ministers of healing out there. I, I, to my knowledge, have not been given that gift. But brothers and sisters, every one of us knows about the, the healing power of touch, right? Oh, gosh. So here I am, you know, what, seven, eight minutes into the podcast. I haven't even started talking about Paul. Okay, that's not good. Last thing I want to say about this gospel before we turn our attention to Paul, because he is so worth our attention. I love this line. I hope you do, too. But I hope you heard it. Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. My friends, it does not say go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every human. It says, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature, to all of life. Now, lest you think, oh, Joe, you're just being a lib out there, you know, and, uh, and you want us to go hug a tree and kiss it. Hey, hey, how about we all go read Laudato Si uh, from our Pope before we start throwing names and things around? How about we read up on not the the childish legends but the real life of saint francis of assisi 
and talk about what this looks like in reality. We are called, my friends, to bring and proclaim the gospel to all of creation. Because all of creation is not only God's handiwork, but it says something of who God is, that we have something to learn within it. And so in a sense, we go in there hat in hand in humility, uh, trying to understand, God, what are you saying? It's, it's how the great religious teachers, and I don't just mean great Christian thinkers, I mean great Buddhist ones or great Hindu ones or whatever, that say, you know, in every grain of sand, you can see the world. Um, again, that's bigger than me. I, I, I'm not going to proclaim that I, that I understand all that, but I get where they're pointing. I get where they're pointing because we can see within creation. It's a revelation of who God is. In fact, I would argue it's the first revelation. Scripture is God's second revelation. Well, scripture and Jesus Christ, you know, which came first there. Okay. Let's say scripture in terms of the Hebrew scriptures. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's the revelation of God. And then we're called to do it. Okay, so why did they choose this gospel? Because, of course, Paul took it literally. Paul lived it. If Paul did anything, he went out into the whole world and proclaimed the gospel to every creature. And he did it, brothers and sisters, par excellence. He did it with every fiber of who he was. So, brief recant, uh, a retelling of the, um, not recant, that would be awful. Brief retelling of the story of Paul. So, of course, he is a Pharisee, uh, and he would say a Pharisee's Pharisee. Now, in the story, we're going to call him Saul. Don't, don't get hung up on that. Saul and Paul, same name. Saul is the Hebrew name. Paul is the Gentile name. It'd be like me, that my name is Joe, but if I go down to Mexico, I'm Jose. You know, it's the same name, just different, a different uh, language. So Paul is a Pharisee. The, the, I mean, and, and he's actively trying to destroy what we would say is the church, the early Christian movement in Jerusalem. Well, because of the persecution there, the, the, the Christian church uh, kind of jets out of Jerusalem and goes to a lot of surrounding communities. Not surrounding as in suburbs, but, you know, north, south, east, west. They go down to Alexandria. They go down to, or they go up to Syria. Uh, you know, all, all kinds of place up to Antioch. So anyway, Paul's on his way to Damascus, which is in Syria, uh, to destroy of the early Christian community. To destroy, what does that mean? In prison. Um, I don't know if killing was a part of that, but I suspect we know it was with Stephen, right? So, um, so yeah, whatever, whatever it would take. And on his way, Paul encounters Christ. And it looks like this. Um, oh, and it's such a good story. And look in Acts if you, if you want to read more about it, but it's great. So on his journey, as he was nearing Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you, sir? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And then, of course, the story goes from there. But he, he meets God on the way. He's taken into Damascus. He spends three days there. 
fasting and praying and just trying to understand what happened to him until a, uh, a Christian, early believer, now they, again, wouldn't have called themselves Christian yet at this point. Uh, they were followers of the way. And this person named Ananias comes in and uh, follows God's lead and goes and sees Paul uh, slash Saul and tells him the word. He, he brings the, the truth of the gospel to him and the world is never the same. Because in a sense, Paul was like, what, an athlete who has all the athleticism and all the power and all of the drive and the passion, but they're spending it wildly, right? That they're not focused. And Paul has all of these things, but all it takes is that one encounter and the courage of Ananias, by the way, to say, here's where the finish line is. Here's how you got to get there. Here's the focus. And Paul slash Saul takes all of that passion, all of that drive, all of that love of God, by the way, which was directing his passion poorly. And he focuses it on one thing, and that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he goes out in a way that no one else does. And because of Paul, my friends, because of this day, because of this day, you and I are different. I would even argue you and I aren't, aren't alive, most likely, if this day doesn't happen. Because what happens is, because of Paul's yes, he goes out on three separate missions and um, creates churches, mostly around the northern part of the uh, Mediterranean, places like Thessalonica, right? Philippi, Corinth, uh, Galatia, up in that area, uh, and of course, Rome. And because he establishes the church at Rome, ultimately, when Constantine um, issues the Edict of Milan, 313, and the church goes from being an underground persecuted church to an above ground and ultimately favored one, and then is carried on the wings of the empire all over, um, it becomes the bearer of, uh, of Christianity uh, all over the world because of the Roman Empire. Now, there's goodness and badness in that, and there is a, another reflection for that another day. But it changed the world because this man's yes. Last thing I'll say, brothers and sisters, and this is a two-parter in this last part. My friends, well, is it a two-parter? Maybe it is. <laughs> um, if God can call Paul, he can call anyone. I'm going to say that again. If God can use Paul, he can use anybody. Let that just soak in. You know, all these times, and, and again, this is heresy, by the way. This is heresy, and the, and the church would say so. All this time we say, God, I am not worthy of God using me, and therefore we block God. In a sense, that's kind of that sin against the Holy Spirit. When we say, I'm not worthy or, or, or I, I don't need repentance, I block God. 
in a sense, well, I'm saying I'm not worthy. And so, God, you stay over there. You stay arm's length away because I'm not worthy of that. Um, we block God, too. Get rid of that. If that is hounding you, stop. Stop. Because if God can use Paul, God can use anybody. And, uh, and God isn't just... It wasn't like a one-time thing where he called Paul, I suspect, here. And, and boy, glad Paul said yes. Otherwise, whew, you know, missed opportunity. I suspect there were other opportunities before and would have been afterward. We haven't missed the train, I guess, is my point. God is persistent, and God does not, is not confined by the same boundaries that you and I feel we need to confine ourselves that I'm not worthy, or, or you know what, I had an opportunity and I missed it. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you straight up, that's not God talking. That's not God talking. However, and this can be our prayer tonight, when we say yes to God, and I invite us to say yes every day because it's, it's a journey. It's not a one-time deal, right? Paul had to do it every day. This was his first yes, huge step. But when we say yes to God, may we pray that we do so with the fervor of Paul. I don't know what it's going to look like. We're called to go out into the world and proclaim the the message. That's understood. Paul did it in a way that few have before or after him. He deserves our praise. He deserves our our, um, honor. But you don't have to be Paul because remember you speak your own language and so do I. But we still, well, may our yes be as full as his and allow the Spirit to fill our lives to the same degree and that God can speak through us as effectively as he did Paul and change the world through through that yes. Hmm? My friends, let's pray. Uh, we are going to continue through the Luminous Mysteries and, uh, and let's thank God for this yes and ask God's assistance with our own yes, shall we? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul, pray for us. And a special shout out to my daughter, Bridgie, for the music that we are hearing in the podcast beginning this week. This is an original score written and performed by Bridget Zink. My friends, bless you all. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God's peace.